Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. Hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back. This is the Peddling Fiction Podcast, and I am your host, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita. It is Tuesday evening, and I missed the, the last episode on Friday. I thought about doing one Saturday, but I really wasn't up for it. I'm, I'm getting over some sort of illness. Maybe it's the, the Delta variant. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know exactly, but I was a little under the weather the last few days, and um, after the uh, our Friday night happy hour went into the wee hours of the night, and that was the by far the longest one we've we've ever done. It was a lot of fun, but man, I I, I looked up and it was like after two o'clock in the morning, which was probably not the the smartest thing to do when you're getting over an illness, staying up uh, till all hours of the night, drinking uh, whiskey and then tequila. <laughs> That's uh that's how I fucking roll. So um yeah, just didn't have it in the cards on on Friday. W- was really not feeling up to it, and I just needed to to do some recovery, catch up on some sleep, and things like that. So here we are today, back in studio, and of course by studio I mean the the third bedroom here that is swelteringly hot now. I mean it it's official. It's it's hot and humid and. This room does not have air conditioning, but it does have the best sound quality because it's the smallest room and there aren't any windows or anything like that. So I record in here and I probably sweat out a good five pounds of water weight every time I do an episode in here. It's okay. You know, I can do I can do the episode shirtless because we're not doing any video or anything like that. And, uh, we'll we'll just have some fun with it. But anyway, I hope you guys all had a nice weekend. Mine was very uneventful, as I said. I was just sort of recovering from uh, from not feeling too well. Didn't didn't do much. Slept most of the day. Got some stuff done around the house. But yeah, just very you know lethargic and and fatigued. So not a whole lot going on with me. But hopefully you guys enjoyed yourself. As we're coming up on, man, we're almost halfway through July. This this year is just flying by. I, I don't know if it's just maybe me or if you guys are feeling the same thing, but I, I can't believe the year's half over. Oh, more than half over. And, and July is almost half over now. It seems like just the other day was um, the 4th of July, but what are you going to do? Time flies when you're having fun. You know, it, it just seems like a lot of the news these days, and I can't tell if it's just, maybe I'm just getting a little tired of, of, of reading, you know, the, the, the same type of news over and over and over again, looking for material for the podcast and everything like that. But it just seems kind of boring, and there aren't a lot of 
good stories, interesting stories. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just me or maybe you guys are sort of feeling the same thing because it all just seems to be the same couple, two, three stories over and over again. And, and a lot of it's just like a stretch. Like some of these aren't even really newsworthy. And then, of course, it just when I'm, I'm looking for something to talk about on the show, I pull up the interwebs. And who other than our favorite fucking doctor... The Doctor of Truth, Anthony Fauci, seems to be um, back in the news. He's back in the good graces of the press. Apparently, now we're supposed to take him seriously again, and he is uh, like the the lead story on Politico. There's a big Politico article here, and it features him, Anthony Fauci, talking about vaccine fear mongers, and this is. So this seems to be the ne- the next evolution in their um, in their tactics to get people to take the vaccine. We all know that they missed their infamous July deadline of like seventy percent of the population getting vac- uh, vaccinated, and it seems to be at this point. I mean, the vaccine's been around long enough, and it's been accessible long enough that anybody who hasn't gotten the vaccine by now clearly doesn't want to get it. So I don't know what their, um, what the strategy is here. I mean, I don't know what, why they think this is going to work better. You know, you know, it's like when, when somebody doesn't want to do something and you try to force them to do it, it's going to make them not want to do it even more. And they just keep upping the ante with this and, and increasing the pressure And the last episode I did, which was like a week ago, I talked about how Joe Biden was was going to go was going to send people door to door. And that's sort of what this article is is uh, is based on the backlash to that. But it's just it's amazing to me how out of touch vaccine proponents, uh, people who are proponents of the vaccine are with people who do not want to get the vaccine. They just do not understand the uh, uh, the other perspective like i understand why people want to get the vaccine i understand why people don't want to get the vaccine i don't understand how people could be this out of touch like this tone deaf because there there's a lot of people who um have legitimate or you know somewhat legitimate concerns with the the safety of the vaccine it was rushed through it still hasn't been approved by the FDA except for emergency use right but then there's just a, a whole bunch of people who have decided that they don't need it that they're not in this you know this demographic that has to worry about covid-19 and, and so they're not going to take a vaccine I, 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 that makes perfect sense to me uh, i don't understand why that doesn't seem to resonate with all of these fear mongers. Uh, and talk about vaccine fear mongers, it goes both ways. You know, it's like the there there are people that fear monger about how dangerous the vaccine is and like all these side effects and it can kill you and and give you all these heart problems, which a, a lot of that seems to be overblown. It it does seem to be fairly safe when you're looking at the overall numbers. Yes, there have been instances of of issues and and uh bad reactions to the vaccine but you know not enough to to be like you know cause for like massive alarms or anything like that 
but then there's the, the the other side which is the the mainstream position where they are like talk about fear you're gonna kill everybody people are gonna die because you didn't get vaccinated and you're you know you're basically if you don't get vaccinated you're single-handedly responsible for the spread of this pandemic sort of fear-mongering so it definitely cuts both ways there but these people just don't seem to understand that forcing people to do something that they already have an aversion to do is is not the right approach here Hey, what do you, what, you you tried to for, you tried to entice them, right? First you said, "Hey, it's available and it's free. Come and get it if you want it." And then everybody who wanted to do that did that. And then you said, "Hey, you know, not enough people have gotten this for whatever retarded reason we're coming up with. So do this and you'll get a free beer at this at this bar or you'll get a free lotto ticket or we'll give you this and we'll give you that. Uh you'll be able to go to concerts." And then after all of that failed, and then it's like, well, we're going to we're going to go door to door and we're going to tell you how great the vaccine is. And we're going to put out all this stuff on social media about misinformation and about how safe the vaccine is. And don't listen to all these fear mongers telling you to worry about the vaccine. And then when that fails, we're just going to fucking shove this thing down your throat. I, I, I mean, what do you think is going to happen here? You think people that have already decided that they don't want it, the the more forceful you get with it, the more intrusive you get, the, the more you infringe on their liberties and intrude, and intrude into their lives, the, the more willing they're going to be to accept the vaccine. No, it's going to be the exact opposite of that. So th this just all around just seems like a really bad way of, of going about. If your goal is to actually get people to come around to your way of seeing things, this is just not the way to do it. But anyway, I found this uh, this article fucking horrifying, <laughs> as usual, and infuriating, so I thought we'd go through it, because briefly mentioned in here is this plan that they're going to have um, Democrat groups fact-check private text messages. So we're going to get into that here as well. But the, the title of this article from Politico is Potentially a Death Sentence. White House goes off on vaccine fear-mongers. The administration has shifted to a head-on strategy to dispel fear-mongering over its door-to-door -door efforts. And like I said, this is in direct response to Biden's uh, bumbling speech about how he, we're going to go door-to-door -door and, uh, you know, explain how great this vaccine is. But the Biden administration is casting conservative opponents of its COVID-19 vaccine campaign as dangerous and extreme, adopting a more aggressive political posture in an attempt to maneuver through the public health conundrum. The White House has decided to hit back harder on misinformation and scare tactics after Republican lawmakers and conservative activists pledged to fight the administration's stated plan to go door-to-door -to, -door to increase vaccination rates. The pushback will include directly calling out social media platforms and conservative news shows that promote such tactics. The big misinterpretation that Fox News or whoever else is saying, you know, it's always Fox News, Fox News, Fox News. <laughs> Oh, God, you, you just can't have one news outlet that doesn't go along with the, um, the whole corporate press narrative. The big misinterpretation that Fox News or whomever else is saying is that they, they are essentially envisioning 
a bunch of federal workers knocking on your door telling you you've got to do something that you don't want to do. Anthony Fauci, President Biden's chief medical advisor, said in an interview on Sunday, that's absolutely not the case. It's trusted messengers who are part of the community doing that, not government officials. So that's where I think the disconnect is. <laughs> Let's just, just real quick, that's quite a, a, a stunning admission there. You know, it's not these these untrustworthy government officials, these federal workers going door to door, knocking on your door and forcing you to do something that you don't want to do. No, no, no. These are trusted messengers who are just part of the community. They're the ones doing it, not these government officials. So I guess we can't trust government officials and we shouldn't trust government officials. And I wonder why there's a disconnect there, huh? Maybe because it's government officials saying that they're going to go door to door. I mean, I mean, what's Joe Biden? Does he work for the government? Is he part of the government? What did, what did he say? He didn't say we're going to send around a bunch of uh, Jehovah's Witnesses to tell you about the vaccine. He said we are going to go door to door. We're going to, ha- you know, we're going to push forward with a, like a more concerted campaign and we're going to go door to door and all this other stuff. Well, obviously, if the government is talking about going door to door, people are envisioning government workers going door to door. So I, I, I wonder why there's a disconnect there, and especially since Joe Biden is incapable of elaborating and he just gives these bumbling speeches. He didn't elaborate on anything. He didn't give any details. He just mentioned that, uh, you know, casually that we're going to go door to door. And now they got to do all this like um, this spin and, and this emergency cleanup from a, from a, a press perspective. It's like, oh, no, we didn't mean government officials. We didn't mean federal workers are going to be coming door to door. No, it's trusted members of the community. It's priests and, uh, <laughs> you know, community organizers and whatever the hell else. I don't know, trusted members of the community. First of all, I don't care what member of the community is. it is. I can't think of a person I trust less than some random jagoff that shows up at my door in the middle of the day. Like, just, just fuck off. Anytime some random person knocks on your door, I automatically don't trust that person. Why are they knocking on my door? Alarm bells are going off. Get, just get the fuck out of here. I don't, don't knock on my door. No solicitation. Leave me the fuck alone. Get off my property. Uh, there, there's nobody I trust less than somebody knocking on doors during the day. Anyway, back to the article. Fauci took some of that messaging to Sunday cable news shows, including underscoring the idea that door-to-door vaccination efforts are an attempt to remove barriers to access and that 99.5% of deaths due to COVID are among people who are unvaccinated. Those data kind of just hit you right between the eyes, Fauci said, of the fatalities. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, that's not a bullshit statistic, is it? This guy is so fucking dishonest. So fucking dishonest. Uh, I I don't know. How about because 99.5% of the time that COVID's been around, there hasn't been a vaccine. So obviously, the vast majority of the deaths, especially that came before they even knew how to fucking treat this thing, we didn't have a vaccine. So yes, a lot of people have died being unvaccinated. That doesn't mean anything. There wasn't a vaccine until a few months ago. (laughs) What are we talking about? It's just such a bullshit, dishonest statistic. But remove barriers to access. Who's having access, trouble getting access to the vaccine? And who needs to have, like, somebody come to their door and explain to them how to get vaccinated? That anybody that, that wants to get vaccinated can easily get vaccinated. Like, I can't think of, um, I can't think of a topic 
or instructions or anything of the sort that has been more abundant than vaccination instructions, where to go, how to get them, who's eligible, how, you know, all this stuff. It's, it's been rammed up our fucking ass all, all constantly, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. For over a year, they've been talking about vaccines. They finally got it going. And then once it, they actually came out with the vaccines, nobody shuts up about it. We don't need people going door to door. That, that's got to be the least efficient way of, of ever getting out a, a message, first of all. It's like, who hasn't heard that there's a vaccine available? What do you got to be living on fucking Mars? It's like, oh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you've been, uh, you haven't heard. <laughs> knock, knock. Maybe you haven't heard, but there's been like this worldwide pandemic and there's this thing. It's called COVID-19 and people have been getting really sick and so there's a vaccine. I don't know if you've heard about this, but it's really, really, really safe. And if you want to do it, here's, here's how we're removing the barrier to entry. How does going door to door remove that? <laughs> None of this just, this just doesn't make any sense. It, just on its face, it does not make any sense. Uh, people don't have access to the vaccine, so we're going to go door to door. We're not going to give them the vaccine door to door. We're just going to talk to them about it. I mean, I could understand if there was like a, a, a company going around and offering like at home vaccinations that would make that would remove barriers to, to access, you know, for especially for old people who, who aren't very mobile, can't get up, can't walk. They're, you know, bedridden, whatever. Yeah. If there was like doctors going around and administering the vaccine at their house, that would remove barriers to access. I that that would make sense to me. But that that wouldn't be just like the government going around or like trusted members of the community. Uh, whatever the fuck those are that they're not just like randomly knocking on doors me like hey I got some vaccine for you no no it's like you, you call like you're ordering a pizza but you order the vaccine and then they come and you make an appointment and they come and they give it to you why aren't they doing that maybe they are I, I don't know I don't I don't really pay attention to um, all of the vaccine efforts but I know that it's free and it's everywhere and um, like people are flying in from all over the world to the United States to get vaccinated. But just going door to door with like a pamphlet or something is not going to remove any barriers to access. Anybody that wanted the vaccine has gotten it. So this is all just a bunch of bullshit, uh, uh, just on its face. And then beyond Fauci, back to the article here, Press Secretary Jen Psaki, our favorite has pushed back on Georgia Republicans Marjorie Taylor Greene, a lawmaker she once said she'd not mention from the podium, who compared the administration's vaccine campaign to Nazis. Jeff Zients, Zents? Zients? the White House's COVID response director, rebuked Republican Missouri Governor Mike Parson, who contended falsely in a tweet that the government agents were going door-to-door -to, -door to compel vaccination. Well, it certainly sounded like that was a, a possibility. I mean, if they weren't trying to pressure you to get the, the vaccine, why go door to door? The, this idea that it's like, oh, no, we just want to increase access to it. Going door to door doesn't do that unless you're you're going door to door with vaccine in hand and uh, and, and sort of pressuring people into getting it. But th this is where they really go a step too far. And it's just. And it goes back to the whole, this whole like public private partnership thing where the government is going around and, and basically in cahoots with all of these private companies, putting pressure on them to 
to implement what the government wants them to, but to do it under the guise of, oh, they're this is private enterprise. They're they're just you know private companies. They can do what they want. Biden allied groups, including the Democratic National Committee, are also planning to engage fact checkers more aggressively and work with SMS carriers to dispel misinformation about vaccines that is sent over social media and text messages. The goal is to ensure that people who may have difficulty getting a vaccine because of issues like transportation see those barriers lessened or removed entirely. That doesn't even make any sense. Again, they're hiding behind this veil of, oh, we just want to make sure everyone has access to it and transportation. What? What does dispelling misinformation, reading our text messages, and I don't even know how you dispel misinformation in text messages. Does that mean the text message doesn't go through? Or it comes along with this little stamp that says, hey, this is like medical misinformation, like they do on like all the Facebook posts? I don't know what this, what this fucking means, but it's super fucking creepy. And this has to be the last goddamn draw. You can't let, like, you, we can't just keep giving ground on this issue. But the goal, the goal of them spying on you, reading your text messages, and dispelling the misinformation that you and your friends are texting back and forth, their goal is to just make sure, like, there, there aren't any transportation issues. That you, you, know, you can catch a bus to go get your vaccine. This is all a bunch of bullshit. How do they say this with a straight face? What does transportation have to do with my text messages? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. We are steadfastly committed to keeping politics out of the effort to get every American vaccinated so we can save lives and help our economy further recover, said White House spokesman Kevin Munoz. When we see deliberate efforts to spread misinformation, we view that as an impediment to the country's public health and we will not shy away from calling that out. And, you know, the second they talk about, oh, we're not going to make this political, this isn't political. Anytime you hear somebody say this isn't about politics, this isn't political, that's exactly what what it is. And that's exactly what they want it to be. Uh, they, you know, they're trying to make this out like it, it's, oh, these, uh, these dumb Republicans, these backward MAGA country Trump supporters, they're the only ones that don't want to get this vaccine. And all of us smart you know, educated liberals, the the really smart ones, you know, that voted for Joe Biden, we we know we trust the science, and we're we're not anti-vaxxers like those backcountry hillbilly boys. But when you actually look at at the at who's not getting vaccinated, it's not this this isn't like um a, a, as clear cut a, a political thing. Um, it, it's mostly young people in the age range of 18 to 39, which makes sense because they're the ones that are not at risk for major complications from COVID. But the rates were, this is um, according to the CDC, the, the rates were lowest for those who were younger, black, less, less educated, uninsured, and living outside metropolitan areas. So they're trying to make this political. And remember all those people that came out and said like, oh, well, I, I you know, I'm going to keep wearing my mask because I want to be mistaken for a Republican or something like that. Uh, they're, they're absolutely making this a political issue. But 
there's a there's a very healthy portion of like inner city inner city minorities especially you know black people who don't trust these these government mandated vaccines and things like that and for good reason but it's really i don't really think it's like you know the, the typical republican is probably is like an old white guy over the age of 40 right they're they're like the old old you know 65 year old white dudes those guys all got vaccinated those guys all got vaccinated uh, a lot of them did, you know, that that's like the, the, the demographic that got the most vaccines are old white dudes. And that also makes sense. But the, the, the fact that, you know, young people, um, and, and, you know, this is part of the narrative because what, what's the other thing that young people don't want to be, um, construed as, uh, they don't want to be, you know, Republicans, because, you know, those those evil Republicans, they're a bunch of racist white supremacists. So you better get vaccinated. Only, only you know, white supremacist Republicans aren't getting vaccinated. So you better get vaccinated or you'll be uh, mistaken for some white supremacist. <laughs> and it's just like it really is unbelievable how much blame they're throwing at like Donald Trump for people not wanting to get vaccinated. I don't remember Donald Trump ever saying anything like anti-vaccine related ever like he was talking about how they're going to get this terrific vaccine and he was ridiculed for that saying it was like a couple months away i don't know man this, this is all just a bunch of nonsense but you can see what they're trying to do they're trying to paint anybody who doesn't want to get the vaccine as like a you know republican white supremacist and that that might play better to these young people who don't want to get the vaccine but chances are they're not going to do it anyway um that people have made their decision here and, and all the door-to-door -door pastors going door-to-door -door lecturing people about the virtues of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine is not going to change any of that. Uh, this, is, this is just absolutely insane to me. I mean, like, like I said earlier, you think going door-to-door -door or the threat of going door-to-door -door isn't, going to get, isn't going to make people even more resistant to getting this vaccine. I mean, people clearly don't fucking want it. So stop trying to force it down their throats. This is a personal medical decision. The government shouldn't be involved in this at all. Absolutely. Show me in in any of the the government documents, you know, the ones that they swore an oath to uphold and defend, where it talks about the government issuing fucking vaccines and going or you know making sure going door to door, making sure people have transportation to go get vaccinated. <laughs> I love how the White House spokesman is concerned about deliberate efforts to spread misinformation. As if that's not exactly what every White House spokesperson's job is. I mean, the amount of projection going on here is absolutely ridiculous. It's like, yeah, the, the White House press secretary is concerned with spreading misinformation. Except that every fucking day they get up behind that podium and they fucking spin and lie and spread misinformation. It's just the angle that they want. This this is all just fucking complete projection on their part. Anyway, the, uh, the author of this article in the next paragraph is lamenting the fact that it's becoming increasingly more difficult to convince vaccine skeptics to get their shots. It's like, yeah, because you're going about it the wrong way way the harder you push on them the harder you try to force them to do something that they don't want to do the harder it's going to become the more skeptical they're going to get why are you trying to force it down their throat why are you threatening to go door to door i mean like, like i talked about in the last episode there's nothing more like dystopian and like orwellian than like the government talking about going door to door to you know 
just explain to you how how great this new vaccine that the government came up with is. I mean, I'm no salesman or anything like that, but I, I, I mean, who responds well to the like overpressurized hard sell tactic? Anybody? I, I, I mean, like personally, the harder a fucking salesman pushes, the more turned off I get. And I think a lot of people are like that. You know, it reminds me of this time when I had this, uh, I had this, uh, I was at this wine festival, this girl that I was dating at the time. And they offered this thing, you know, it was like free, uh, you can get a, a free wine tasting. You, you let this guy come over to your house and he's going to let you taste, you know, like six or eight bottles of wine or something like that. Abs- it was like absolutely free or something. It was only like 50 bucks. I forget what it was. It was like super cheap. But the whole thing is that they, they want you to sign up for this. So you let this fucking scumbag salesman into your house to fucking harass you into buying overpriced wine. And so I had, I had like a, a group of friends over and we made a bunch of food and we, you know, we were drinking and having a good time. And then this guy comes over and he's given us this, this wine tasting and he did a good job with it and, and everything. And then he, you know, once he finishes, he starts giving us the hard sell, you know, how many cases of wine are you going to buy? And he was going like each person, like, Hey, how many, you know, John, how many, how many uh, cases can I put you down for? Four cases, five cases. <laughs> it's like, it's like, dude, I, uh, no, I only did this because this is a free wine tasting. I'm not buying any of your fucking overpriced wine. But he was going like down the, down the room, you know, trying to pressure everybody into fucking buying it. And, you know, eventually like a couple of us got together and we're like, all right, we'll, we'll split like, you know, I'll get like two bottles. You get two bottles. You get two bottles. Just get this fucking guy out of here. But at a certain point it's like, all right, dude, this is enough. Like get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> like. He's like, well, normally people buy like eight cases from you. Oh, I'm sorry, bro. Uh, this isn't normal, uh, I guess. I don't know. But it, it's time for you to leave. <laughs> like, who, who wants somebody giving them the hard sell at, at an inopportune time, randomly knocking on their door every day? Nobody. Nobody. And if you were on the fence, leaning toward maybe getting a vaccination, some jerk-off coming to your door, uh, bothering you in the middle of the day, is not going to convince you. If anything, it's a turnoff. It's not how you sell stuff to people. And, I mean, they've done a pretty good job of just sort of downplaying the aspect that, that this is, like, the biggest windfall ever for big pharma. You know, it's like... Uh, <laughs> A year and a half ago, before all this shit started, the, the the same politicians that are telling you to go get vaccinated or else were railing against, you know, record high pharmaceutical profits and these overpriced drugs and all this stuff and the evil pharma, uh, evil big pharma. And now all of a sudden, that all just goes out the window. And, uh, oh, it's not going to be government agents. It's going to be trusted community officials. Oh, Okay. Um, but trusted members of the community. Yeah. All right. And it, it, again, it, it's just amazing to me that so many of, you know, they, they're like, oh, we're not going to politicize this, but it's, it's clearly, there, there's clearly a much bigger push from Democrats to force people to get vaccines than from Republicans or independents and libertarians. Uh, that, that should be obvious. So I don't know if there's a, a political, if, if that's, in, indicative of a political agenda or something like that. But it's just amazing to me that 
you know, once again, all of a sudden, the left, the people that are supposed to be skeptical of big pharma, the, you know, these huge corporations that are supposed to be my body, my choice. Why is the government, get the government out of my healthcare decisions? Like, this is between me and my doctor. All of that stuff goes right out the window somehow. I mean, if this wasn't political, why are all these people that used to claim all of those positions that I just rattled off? Why are they now all of a sudden in favor of basically forced vaccinations? Why are there people talking about how we need vaccine passports and you shouldn't be allowed to do this and that unless you get the vaccine? And, and, and people who are in total support of, of anybody going door to door trying to increase people's awareness and transportation to the vaccine. Indeed, over the past few weeks, criticisms of the administration's door-to-door vaccination strategy has increasingly become a fixture on Fox News, in addition to being a topic of conservative uh, social media posts and over SMS messages to cell phone users. It's coming at a time when the highly contagious Delta variant is triggering a rise in hospitalizations and infections among those who have not been vaccinated. Those who are door-knocking are individuals like pastors or grassroots organizers, not government bureaucrats. And they are not delivering vaccines, but spreading the word on where and how to get vaccinated and why it's important to do so. To the degree that people understand that, the White House reasons, it could have a positive impact on increasing vaccinations. Listen, um, think, <laughs> look how desperate they've become to try to get people to, um, to take this vaccine. I mean, has anybody been convinced by somebody going, do- like, knocking on their door, Jehovah's Witnesses or something like that? They knock on your door, and, and you sit there, and you listen to them, and you're like, oh, yeah, you know, I've been convinced now. Now I'm going to do whatever these random idiots knocking on my door have, have been talking to me about. I mean, they might as well just put out, you know, why don't they have people on the corners, too? Yeah, you know, like those those crazy pastors that we have in Chicago that stand on the corner with a fucking speaker talking about how you're not supposed to be having, like, uh, premarital sex and shit like that. <laughs> have them talk about the vaccines. You know, you'll get a lot more foot traffic, you know? You don't have to worry about go to door-to-door. People walk right by you, and you can just yell at them with a, with a megaphone. Talk about how great the vaccine is and how important it is to do that. How, how important it is to get, to get vaccinated. Nobody is ever convinced by that sort of stuff. It's like the, the last thing anybody wants is somebody knocking on their door, lecturing them. Everybody knows about this. This is not news. This is not like some brand new thing that nobody's ever heard about. Like, not only do I not trust them to go door to door and do this, it just shows you how fucking inept and stupid government is. Like, well, what else can we do to try to convince people? Hey, what if we go door to door? Like, we're selling fucking Girl Scout cookies, except we'll be pushing vaccines. It's just like, what a bad idea. What a fucking bad, like, how is there nobody in the room that was just like, no, that, that idea is retarded. That's a retarded idea. Nobody likes to be fucking interrupted at home. They don't want random visitors knocking at their door, even if it is to tell them about something that they agree with or sell them something that they might want. Nobody wants that. That's why they have the fucking signs on their door that say no solicitation. Interrupting their fucking dinner. So, hey, do you have a minute to talk about vaccine? No. No, I don't. 
I'm at home. I'm enjoying my fucking family time. I'm eating dinner. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> like, I don't have a fucking minute to talk about our Lord and Savior. I don't have a minute to talk about your Lord and Savior, the vaccine. Just, this is such a dumb idea. Such a dumb idea. And just par for the course on, on fucking retarded government ideas. It's like, not only will it not work, but just the thought of this and the potential for, uh, you know, how bad this this could be rolled out i'm i'm sure it turned off even more people from getting the vaccine like if you were on the fence and now you now you see that the government's like organizing some effort to go door to door and push the vaccine on people uh i i guarantee you it did more harm to their cause than good absolutely it did if anything, just because it gives, you know, all of, you know, this article goes on and on, like Turning Point USA and all these conservative Fox News people fear mongering. They're going to take your guns and your Bible and they're going to go door to door and all this shit. Well, OK, now you've given all of these fear mongers more ammunition. This is why you don't push. You don't force this. Just let it happen. Golly. Or, this is a, another quote from the article. Uh, organizations that are feeding misinformation and trying to mischaracterize this type of trusted messenger work, I believe you are doing a disservice to the country and to the doctors, the faith leaders, community leaders, and others who are working to get people vaccinated, save lives, and help end this pandemic. Saki offered a similar type of pushback on Friday when asked about South Carolina Governor Henry McMaster's push for the State Department of Health to prohibit door-to-door tactics in the state's ongoing vaccination efforts. Saki said it was a disservice to the country to spread the disinformation <laughs> and, and that the failure to provide accurate public health information, including the efficacy of vaccines and the accessibility to them of them to people across the country, is literally killing people. So maybe they should consider that. Maybe. Maybe, Jen Saki, but maybe you should consider that these people have already considered what you're asking them to consider, and they've decided that they're, they're going to go their own way. Maybe you should consider that. And, and uh, spreading what type of disinformation? Like, you guys didn't fucking elaborate on any of this. This is, this is your fault. This is Biden's fault. This is Biden's handler's fault for letting his dumbass fucking just start rambling. It's not other. It's not everybody else's fault that Biden goes on these like senile old man rants and he's incapable of articulating himself properly. He said it. He said the words. He said we're going to go door to door. People aren't making this up. And then he offered no more details on that. So okay. So then they started to assume what that meant. How, how, how do you blame people for thinking exactly what he said he was going to do? <laughs> I mean, like this is not this is not disinformation. This is you, your poor communication, if anything. And why wouldn't they assume it'd be government officials? It's the government saying this, like I, like I talked about earlier. I mean, this is so much like a religion. It's, it's just on a number of levels. It reminds me of, of like religious zealots. But, you know, like one of the things, one thing that like religious fanatics, that about religious fanatics that always sort of bugs me is that the harder they push for their ideology... And the more upset they get when, you know, you're going against their belief system or you don't buy into their belief system, you know, the more upset they get that you're, you know, you're going to go to hell if you don't do X, Y, and Z, the less they actually believe in what they're saying. Th- does that make sense? So the, the like the, 
the amount of outrage they express at non-believers is proportional to how much they actually believe in what they're saying. Like, if they actually believed it, why would they care? All right, it's like, oh, you're going to go to hell if you don't go to church on Sundays. Uh, uh, okay, so I'm going to hell then. I guess I'm going to hell. Like, what the fuck do you care? You're going to be in heaven, right? You'll be in heaven. You're, you're all set because you're, you're pious and you're following all the Lord's, uh, you know, all of his work, right? Does my defying your God somehow affect your chances of salvation? Why are you so concerned with what I'm doing? Like, worry about yourself. If what you say is true and what you believe is correct and you follow all of God's orders, what are you worried about? So what if I don't get into heaven? You'll be there. Why do you want me there if I'm a non-believer? You see, it's because they don't really believe it. Or at least they have some major doubts. I, I think this is like some sort of way of them convincing themselves. You know, by scolding you, they get to reinforce their beliefs and, and feel better about themselves or something like that. It helps alleviate maybe some of their, their deep-seated doubts in, in their belief system. And it's the same thing with this vaccine. I mean, you're doing the community a disservice and the, and the priests and the organizers and you're killing people and we're trying to save lives. And people are going to die unless you get the, the, the vaccine. Maybe you should think about that. Well, maybe they did. You ever think of that? Maybe they've already considered all of the, these options, the risks, the repercussions, and they've accepted it. Like, I, I'm sorry, does my not being vaccinated somehow affect your vaccination status? Nope, sure doesn't. Not, not if they're telling the truth about these vaccines. Not if they believe what they're actually telling you about these vaccines. You know, the truth, according to them. We're all spreading misinformation about vaccines. Anybody who doesn't want to get the vaccine for whatever reason, they're spreading disinformation. We're spreading the information. We just need to go door to door to make sure everybody has the correct information. You know, don't believe that stuff you read on the internet. Believe the fucking lunatic that signed up to go door to door and harass people. I mean, if these vaccines are everything they're all cracked up to be, and that's not, you know, everything Fauci is saying is true, and everything the corporate press is saying is true, and none of that is misinformation, why does it matter if I'm vaccinated or not? If you're vaccinated, you're good, right? I mean, if the vaccine doesn't protect you against unvaccinated, contagious people, what the fuck is the point of the vaccine? That's literally what the vaccine is for. Like, that's what a vaccine is for, is to protect you against people that, that are carrying the, the disease or the, the whatever, the virus that you're being vaccinated from. So if the vaccine works and you've been vaccinated... Why does it matter if somebody else hasn't? They've clearly made the decision for themselves and they are prepared to suffer the consequences. So why? Why do you care if other people aren't vaccinated? You're vaccinated. You're going to heaven. And you're all heroes, right? So just leave the rest of us sinners alone. Uh, let, let us just live out our lives. You know, we'll, we'll probably die of some, you know, unvaccinated coronavirus complication, right? According to you guys. Or is it? The fact that once you see all of these people walking around, living normal lives without the vaccine, not dying from coronavirus complications, not living in fear, not having to constantly go get boosters and, 
and, and whatever. And, and you're looking around and, and all the, the, you know, the idiotic religious uh, rituals you've been going through, the mask, the social distancing, the lockdowns, now the vaccines, the magical potions, right? The, the, you know, take this magical uh, elixir and it will cure you of, of the thing that's going to kill everybody. Well, you see, if, if enough people don't get vaccinated and nothing happens to them, what happens to your retarded religious beliefs? All of a sudden, you're, 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 you're staring them right in the face. You might have to come to terms with the fact that, oh, your, your belief system is wrong. Oh, we don't want to, that, that, that's scary. That's a scary thought. We don't want to have to deal with that. So just go get vaccinated. Just get the damn vaccine. All be fine. Everybody will be safe. We'll all get into heaven together. And we'll all live happily ever after. You see, that, that I think is what the majority of people who are not part of the government are, are actually afraid of. They're afraid of having their incorrect belief system exposed. Now, when it comes to the government pushing these vaccines, I mean, all, all, all bets are off. I mean, th this is not about, at least for me, it's not about a vaccine. If you want to get vaccinated, go ahead. Get, get vaccinated until your heart's content. Get, get, get all three of the, the vaccines, right? Get, get, get all of them. Get, get triple jabbed. I don't give a shit. That's up to you. But this, this is about power for them, for the government. This is all about control. Now they want to read our text messages so that they can make sure we're not passing misinformation. And we're going to have people on the left, the ACLU, you know, organizations like that, all of a sudden are going to be okay with the government reading your text messages. There's no more, like not even a pretense of uh, privacy. No, 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 no. Now it's justified. We're just trying to make sure everybody's safe and healthy and that you're not spreading medical misinformation. And then, of course, once we allow them to do that, once we give them the power, they can use it for whatever they want. I mean, what was the original justification for reading text messages? Oh, yeah, the war on terror, right? We can't have people flying planes into buildings now, can we? So we're just going to need access to everyone's text messages. It's for, it's, you know, it's for safety. It's for public safety. Well, now they've got a medical reason. And you're spreading medical misinformation. And then what? And then what other kind of misinformation could be detrimental to society? You're doing a disservice to society by spreading your text messages around. What possibly could go wrong with that? What could they possibly come up with as an excuse for reading more text messages in the future and coming up with some sort of repercussion or some sort of list and, and some sort of punishment for, I don't know, maybe people that are uh, speaking out against the government? Political dissidents. I mean, this is this this is the the, the most slippery slope, the, the slipperiest slope I've ever fucking seen. And man, is it is it picking up a lot of steam too? It's getting steeper and steeper and more and more slippy. This is some super creepy stuff, and this this has to fucking end somehow. We cannot just allow the government to to basically co-opt these private companies. And you know, coerce them into implementing their fucked up government strategies. They've already got it going with social media, and now they're now they're hitting the the, the, the telecommunications, the phone companies, and they just keep getting more and more vague 
with the the descriptions of the things that 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 are are that they're going after you know now it's you know it, it was racism and white supremacy now it's just extremism that's the new buzzword now we've gone you know racism has, has sort of been played out white supremacy is on the verge of being played out now it's just extremism what kind of extremism uh define extremism well, it's anything that we disagree with, I guess. Just super vague, no, no, um, no definition or explanation ever given. But we're gonna use the word, you know, the boogeyman, the extremists. As soon as you say it, it conjures up all sorts of fear and justifies all sorts of government intervention into our lives. I mean, after all, remember the radical extremist Islamic terrorists. That we had to, you know, implement all of the the largest spying apparatus the world has ever seen. Yeah, those were those were some major extremists over there, right? Well, now now they're here. Now the extremists are on our shores. They're they're homegrown extremists, and we have to take that whole apparatus that we were using to fight the war on terror that all those neocons were fucking gung ho about and turn it on the American people. And that's where we are today. And that is the ultimate lesson in how and why you should never give the government any power, any authority over other people, because it will just as easily be turned around and used against you. That's why I don't want a wall on our southern border. That wall is going to be used to keep us in as much as it is to be used to keep the Mexicans out. You can never give them any sort of power, because not only will they never give it back, but they will... They will use it for nefarious purposes. They will use it for things that were never even remotely considered when you were handing over the, them the power. And they will turn it against the people, the very people who granted it to them. And I hope, I hope that when the dust settles on this whole insane coronavirus pandemic thing, that more people have learned that lesson and even though there's not much more power that the government could actually take that they haven't already taken, maybe in the future we'll put up a little more of a fight. And we won't be as uh, forthcoming with, our, uh, with how much power and authority we're going to give the government over, Amer of the, uh, over people. I almost said American people there, but it's people in general. Because remember, they, they can say that they're just going to use this on people you know, over in Russia or China or something like that. But eventually, they'll turn it on you, just like they did with everything that we've been talking about. So that is where I'm going to wrap for today, guys. Thank you so very much for listening. If you want to become a supporting listener of this podcast, you can go to peddlingfictionpodcast.com. Click on the Support the Show tab and set up a recurring monthly donation for any denomination that you want. And that will get you into the Friday night happy hours that we, uh, we just completed the, the most recent one on this past Friday that went way into the wee hours of the night. But, you know, you don't have to stay for the whole thing. You can pop in and out, say hi, have a drink or two, and, and then get on with your, your Friday night. It's really a lot of fun. We're, we're developing a pretty cool little uh, community there, so... If you guys can do all that for me, I will be back on Friday with a brand new episode for you. And until then, you guys know the drill. Just keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Peace. Peace.